Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. And we come to you this evening, blondless. We are blondless. But we are, now Now that all the dials just clicked off. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, Debbie's not there? I'm not, not listening. listening. Uh, but yes, Gray, Studio B, Basement, B Ministry. Spacious Confines. Marion Aha. Sitting in the catbird seat. Wow. <laughs> it's an old red barber reference for you. Since yes. it's baseball season. Yep. 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 <sighs> How are you? I'm good. You just played me some stuff. I did. Before every podcast, Chris comes up with some music and then it sort of levels me out a little bit. And that's good. And tonight was particularly levelish. <laughs> so I'm good. Um, hmm. Yeah, I suppose to find out more about what was played, you should contact us. Oh, someone did, by the way. I'm supposed to tell you, check the email. I did this morning. Did you? Yeah. Did you see an email from someone? I did. Okay. What? It didn't require anything of me. Okay. Was there a question? Was there a comment? Uh, There was a comment, uh, but just that I was, they, they were no longer stuck in the Another world. Huh. Maybe I need to look again. I don't think there was anything newer than that. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Hoffer said he dropped us an email. Okay. Oh, I did see something. I didn't respond to it because I was in the middle of three things this morning. Huh. So, yes. I'm, it will get it will I'm, get checked, Chuck. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow, I think. <laughs> yes, I will, because I have lots to do tomorrow. <laughs> I have to sit at the computer for an extended period of time tomorrow, so. Do you? I do. Okay. I do. Um, so, if, since I will be on the computer <laughs> tomorrow. Um, oh, I bet I know why. <laughs> yeah, you know why. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, you want to get a hold of us? You want to find us? You want to see us? You want to talk to us? You want to have anything at all to do with us? Besides, you know, just saying hi at church. Facebook. First name, blind leading, all one word. Last name, the blind, all one word. Or you could find us at what I will most certainly check tomorrow, which will be the email. Which is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Wow. That was succinct. I find if I don't say, if I don't spell it out, then I don't feel like I've accomplished the announcement of the email address. I think that's fair. I mean, it could be confusing. I don't know how, but I'm sure it could be confusing. <laughs> I, it's possible, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, I think the first thing up, usually in an episode, is... Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> okay. Dead report. Dead report. Not me. Not, not it. <laughs> not it. <laughs> one, two, three, not it. <laughs> um, first one, uh, I know we have several fans who are, are aficionados. Um, that means fans <clears throat> of MASH. MASH, yes. MASH, the TV show. M star, A star, yep. S star, H. Judy Farrell passed away hmm. this week. Um, she was in the TV show early on as nurse, uh, Nurse Abel. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, not really all that significant a character she was in there. It was, you know, 
It was the thing. But when Trapper John left the show, it was Judy Farrell's husband that she recommended for the replacement, which was B.J. Honeycutt, her husband, Mike Farrell. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little... Are they the parents of Will Farrell? I don't think so. Kind of doubt it. Fact checker, Chuck Hoffer, find out if that's true. Parentage. Parentage Will of Farrell. Will Farrell. Yeah. We'll or find, perhaps Colin Farrell. Could be. We'll, we'll find out. Nah, he's nah, Irish. Yeah. He's from Ireland. We'll find out if it's, you know, Jack Black or a kangaroo or what it no, is. Jack's, Jack Black's mom was an astronaut. <laughs> no, she was. She was almost, pretty much. Yeah, she worked at NASA, right? Yeah, she, she was, was, the, she she was, was the, a mathematician. Yeah, the code person, Ooh, whatever, yeah. at NASA. Right? Yeah, big stuff, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, she, while, actually, she was pregnant Excuse with Excuse me. <clears throat> you are excused. Now, I have one other dead report. Okay. But honest, we need to put on my tinfoil hat because I will continue on. Fox Mulder? Well, <laughs> yeah. Bob Lee was killed. Bob Lee? Bob Lee in San Francisco. Uh, hold on. Okay. When you say Bob Lee. Yes. The first thing that pops into my head is Bob Lee Bowes. Yeah. Bob Lee Archery. Custom bow maker. No. I was about to be real butthurt. No. Which I think he's been dead for a long time. I would have. If, if, if that were the case, I would have told you. I would have said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this because I don't want him to sit in the corner and whimper. Um, anyway, 43 years old. Uh, he was died of apparent stab wounds. That is a quote. The perpetrator is still at large. Now, who, you ask, is Bob Lee? I think I know who Bob Lee is. He was go for, ahead. a former higher-up executive in Square uh, which is um, a payment method yeah. that is used My wife has the square in retail. App. Yep, uh, used here at the church. Mm-hmm. He left Square, and he went to uh, and and not went to. He started something called Cash App. Uh huh. Okay. Um, lots of online payment stuff. Yeah. All right. Now I just want you to remember that he was stabbed. He was killed. Uh, apparently stabbed. And the perpetrator is still at large. We mourn his passing. But when it comes to news time, news, 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 there will be more. (laughs) Uh You have to listen for like five more minutes. Well, that's good. Not even five more minutes. Because if you ain't got no more dead report, that means it's time for (gasps) news. News. So continue on in the Bob Lee saga. All righty. Let me find it. Okay, here we go. There is something now coming out called Fed Now. Yes. Are we aware of this? Yes. Okay. This is a means of direct digital payment. Which, you know, when you make it a, a payment like to Amazon or to anybody, there is a lag period yeah. uh, before it shows up, before yep. it clears. It goes into your pending section of your account. You know. mm-hmm. Sure. This will be a federal, federal reserve operated mm-hmm. and controlled uh, payment system where those payments will be made almost instantaneously. So you make a payment, it goes to the Federal Reserve. Oh, that's the federal government. Not through a private institution, but 
from one from Fifth Third Bank to the government to Huntington Bank or whoever the other whoever end of it you're is. paying. Right. But every transaction <clears throat> will go through what's now called Fed Now. Yep. Um, In an effort to well, the the goal here being to streamline transaction, mm-hmm. uh, to make it quicker. Uh-huh. To make it supposedly uh, more more um, uh, secure, streamlined, cloud-based, digitized service. In essence, it allows the federal government to be the intermediary for all transactions. Uh-huh. This digital economy expansion is poised to become the sole means of payment as it joins with other systems that are already in place worldwide. Correct. It is intended to replace your dollar bill. Exactly. It is intended to be a digital currency, as it were, replacement mm-hmm. for cash money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this act will also include, it also includes the authority for the uh, Secretary of Commerce to have control mm-hmm. over all these distractions, these transactions. Um, it is part of what's called the Restrict Act. Um, it claims publicly; they're claiming, "Well, this is what will block TikTok." What? Yes. Why are we worried about TikTok? Oh, because it's Chinese. And their parent company, ByteDance. But neither of those things... So is the pair of jeans I have on. ...actually mentioned. Neither of those specific entities is a very, very broadly written bill. It will disallow also virtual private networks, Mm -hmm. VPNs. Sure. So that you cannot... Access the internet. Yes. In Um, a private manner. Right. In which the government cannot look at it. Right. Which they can look at it now if they want to. Right. Um... But but now you cannot. And you can set up a VPN. Lots of places have VPNs. Sure, it's really for easy. For security. Yeah. You can do it at home. Yeah. Um, and it, that way, people cannot see exactly where you are geographically. Sure. Um, this also allows the Commerce Department to authorize um, and take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiation, entering into, or imposing, or enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the Secretary of Commerce determines... What to that do away means with is, all sorts of horribles, <laughs> let me finish this, then we'll do Involving information and communications of technology products, critical infrastructure, digital economy, um, federal election or national security. The Secretary of Commerce now is going to gain digital jurisdiction over all those things. We're there, folks. You know what this sounds a lot like? China? North Korea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or China. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally, um, what, in, in case you're not following along or keeping score, folks, um, what this means is that any, so once they go through with this, they'll probably just stop making money and say, you might as well burn all your money. It doesn't count anymore. Right. 
Um, and if you don't have access, digital access to your money, we'll, you can't spend it. Right. Or we'll make digital access for you. Right. So that you can. Right. Um, and so any and all transactions will be digital mm-hmm. and will be controlled and or monitored by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. So that and all that big, long list of things he just said means that anything they determine mm-hmm. to be a threat or a bad idea, they can just go, no. Or inappropriate behavior. Right. And and so it's all being monitored and or controlled. And so if you have a heart condition uh-huh. and you decide you want to go down to the Piggly Wiggly and buy yourself a slushie and a Snickers bar, yep. they can deny your transaction yes. and also enforce penalties upon you Immediately. Immediately, because the transaction goes through immediately. And take money out of your account. Right Uh then and there, you're fine. Yep. Fines and or other measures. Yes. um, Based upon your health and safety. Mm -hmm. We're protecting you. Right. This is a digital currency version of what they did in COVID during the lockdowns. Right. It's a, you are not smart enough as an American citizen to control your own spending and decide what's good and bad. So we're going to take all that. We're going to take all that responsibility away from you and make it really simple. Mm -hmm. We'll just be in charge of it. You just go ahead and swipe your card and we'll tell you whether or not you can have it. If for some reason it is determined that you should not travel to a certain location, your access to your money will be turned off when you try to purchase the ticket or if you drive under the radar and go to that other location, as which has already been determined you can't go there um, for whatever reason. When you get there, you will find that your manner of accessing currency, your card, will not work. Right. That's yep. what's happening in China right now. Sure. And you can't get... You can't get... It's not... See, people don't understand the severity of this. Like, right now, mm-hmm. you can go to a bank open up a checking account, you can get a bank card and that private institution of that bank Mm -hmm. is all that really governs Mm -hmm. what happens with your money. Mm -hmm. If you screw something up with the bank, they'll, they might give you a fine or a penalty or whatever, but it's within that bank. Right. Um, a private institution, a private institution. However, with this new program, it's not the bank, it's the federal government. It's making all these decisions. And not legislatively, other than this act. Right. This passes all of this control right. to an indiv- to the to the Department of Commerce. Sure. And which it was attacked in COVID. Yep. In order and the Commerce Department said, Oh no, we need to control where people go and what they do and how they do it. Yep. Everything ran through commerce. Let me just back up for a second. Uh-huh. Bob Lee in the digital currency world. Mm-hmm. Started Cash App. Yep. Which is a means of paying digitally. Yep. So that you can bypass all that. Mm-hmm. FedNow has been out for several months. They have already contacted veterans and said, sign up now. Sign up for your FedNow. We'll protect you. We can, we'll, you know, this protects your, your government pension. You're getting a government pension from the military. Sign up for FedNow. We'll take care of this for you. Um, it was a voluntary sign-up. Didn't affect anything if you didn't. However, makes you wonder what's if, coming next. If Bob Lee, who understands this world, mm-hmm. started to raise a flag, and a forty-three-year-old was apparently, it says, 
stabbed to death. I'm just saying that there are too many dominoes setting right there mm-hmm. for me to believe that sure. some nut job just stabbed Bob Lee. For sure. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that happy? Yeah. I mean, it's insane. It yeah. really is insane. We are headed for, there. Well, folks. that's where we're going, guys. In fact, we're already there. Yeah, for sure. So, and yeah. this this Restrict Act, by the way, has bipartisan support. So don't think that Orange <laughs> Hair Man is against it or is bad or is uh-huh. good. No, no, they're, right. it's, they're all in this together. Sure. And we're not talking about, listen, this goes way deeper yep. than like, oh, they're going to stop you from buying guns or you're going to have to go mm-hmm. through more processes to buy guns or you can't do this and you can't do that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We're talking down to... The dumbest things, like I said, you if you have pre-existing health conditions, which is all going to be tied together, it right. already is. Right. Um, and that was Obamacare. Yeah, that's Obamacare, right? They already put that piece in the puzzle there. Yep. Right. So they just have to tie this all together and make a nice little pretty bow in the federal government. And like I said, you have a pre-existing condition, diabetes, heart failure, whatever, mm-hmm. and you decide you want to go down to the <clears throat> pizza joint. And get some nice greasy pizza on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You can't. Right. Or sit in front of the Krispy Kreme, wait till the light comes on. Right. And suddenly, you can't pay because your card's off there. Yep. In that transaction. Yep. You remember when, if you didn't sign up for Obamacare, uh, they were threatening you with a fine uh-huh. attached to your income tax? Yep. Yeah, that, that system is already in place. Yeah, there's already a precedent for it. Yeah, if it hadn't been that Trump actually got into the White House, that would be happening now. Sure. Uh, but he went, no, 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 no. Again, Commerce Department, not yeah. the IRS. Right. Not legislative. This is Commerce Department. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Yeah. Think about it. If the government can control all the money flow. Easy peasy. Then everything else falls in line. Easy peasy. Because people can't survive without money. Yeah. Yep. Everyone will fall in line and do as they're told because yep. they can't have their money. Yep. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is working. Okie doke. Well, thanks for that news. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yay. Uh, go us. Um, I have a news. Please do. Um, oh, man. Sorry. I have to adjust myself. My back hurts. Uh, okay. So, here we go. This is from our illustrious local news source, uh, 10 TV News. Mm-hmm. Excuse the Burger King Cup noises. Um, so, th- there is an image here, which you can't see because you're listening. Um, but the headline reads this. World's deepest fish caught on camera for the first time by scientists. Wow. At over 27,000 feet below the surface. My goodness. Most people don't even realize that the ocean is 27,000 feet deep. Uh, yeah. There's to give more. you an idea of how deep that is, uh, airplanes like commercial jets fly at somewhere around 36,000 feet, I believe. Mm-hmm. Pete, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Um, but I've always heard the term 36,000 feet as being like the primo airspace for flying. Okay. Um. So if you think about that, <laughs> flip the sky upside down, and that's how deep the ocean is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably deeper in some places, mm-hmm. like the Mariana Trench. Yes. Um, so 
Anyway, uh, it says the milestone was announced uh, after a two-month expedition that specifically focused on the deep-sea fish populations in three trenches located near Japan. Uh, Gojira. <laughs> Gojira! Uh, a massive research initiative to explore deep-sea creatures brought discoveries to light in the North Pacific Ocean last year when scientists filmed and captured three fish at depths never recorded before. As part of a 10-year collaborative study between the University of Western Australia and the Tokyo University of Marine Science and Technology, mm -hmm. scientists used baited robotic cameras to film a young snailfish at about 8,300 meters below the surface. Mm -hmm. The Australian University announced on Monday the school deemed the record-breaking discovery the world's deepest fish the milestone was announced after it. Uh, I just read that part. Why are you repeating yourself? Stupid news articles. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. The Japan Izu Ogasawa and Ryuku. Nope. Ryukyu. R-Y-U. K-Y-U. Ryukyu. Trenches. I, I like it. Ryukyu. I like Ryukyu. 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 Ooh. Ryukyu. I like Ryukyu. Yeah, Ryukyu. That sounds pretty Japan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I am so sorry that I said that, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, the trenches stretch 8,000 meters, 9,300 meters, and 7,300 meters, respectively, below the surface of the northern Pacific. Snailfish. Uh, here we go. This is part I was trying to get to. Snailfish are a tadpole-like, are tadpole-like, and can only grow to about 12 inches long. They are found in oceans across the world with some species inhabiting relatively shallow waters. The snailfish discovered at 8,300 meters down, which is more than 27,000 feet or five miles deep. Wow. Belongs to an unknown species, scientists said. They found and filmed the fish last September in the Izu Ogasawa Trench, uh, south of Japan, setting a world record for the deepest fish ever recorded on video. Footage was released on Sunday. Shows the snailfish, which scientists described as a very small juvenile, swimming on its own just above the ocean floor. That's pretty cool. This particular type of snailfish belongs to Pseudoliparis family and had previously been seen about 7,700 meters below the surface of the ocean in 2008, according to the University of Western Australia. This article goes on and on and on. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, yep. Yeah, that's about all I'm going to say. Wow. That's pretty cool. They, 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 Just the technology to get it down that far. Five miles Deep. deep the pressure can you imagine well what that's is probably why it's never been recorded before because yeah. you try to send recording equipment down that far into the mountain. You, have, you have to reinforce it, it just implodes on itself yeah. Yeah. that's mm. insane what would that pressure do to a radio signal a radio signal oh my i don't know i don't know now that's something to think about i don't know if it would do anything to it because mm -hmm. i mean at that point space is space it's not like water gains density Okay. Vacuum. Well, no. 
Nope. So, okay. Yeah. No. I'm going to be up Googling that at 3.30 this morning. <laughs> I know that sound waves uh, work down in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. They've done yeah. that. Yeah. They just dropped a microphone down as far as he could without destroying it and right. picked up some crazy sounds. Yeah. Yeah, that oh. far down the ocean. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Uh, that's my news. There you go. Snailfish. I like it. It's kind of fun. Japanese snailfish. It'll be on a menu coming soon. <laughs> All right. That's news. There we go. Um, up next, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Fun facts. Well, we're doing good, baby. We're only 25 minutes into this we're thing. Doing, we're flying. We've learned something. What have we learned? From Debbie. Oh, podcast, blind, email, blah, 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 Kate. Let's go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's how Debbie does intros. That's my impression because of Debbie. Because she doesn't like it. She thinks they're boring. She thinks intros are boring. She fast forwards through things she does not like. I think it's just because she can't uh, focus for that long. That's probably true. I don't think she thinks it's boring. I think she just is like, oh, this Again. is not what I'm here for. Oh, okay. She wants to skip to the part where she's here for. Okay. I think that's what it is. She's, so she predetermines She predetermines what she's here for. Yep. Mm. She's in charge of that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> coming soon to an episode near you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> fun facts. Fun fact me. Oh, I got a good one. It's baseball. Oh, I like baseball fun facts. Okay. Chattanooga look, lookouts. Chattanooga. The Chattanooga, the Chattanooga lookouts. lookouts. Uh huh. Okay. Is this Lookout. a minor league team? Um, yes, I think it's Double A, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Is it? Wait. Is that the same as the Savannah Bananas? No. Is it Double A? They're an independent. Okay. That's right. on my bucket list. Yeah, me too. Fantastic. That. Yes. Uh, they played a game against the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I've heard of them. Yeah, that's a great name, by the way. Rocket City Trash Pandas. Mm-hmm. Anyway. From Houston. The, the lookouts were no hit in this ballgame. Okay. And they wound up winning 7-5. to five. What? <laughs> I'm looking at the line score. Seven runs in what, 180? Zero hits. Uh, seven runs in the seventh inning. No, that's what I call going on a streak. Well, it's still a no-hit game. <clears throat> now, hold on. They walked... That many people? The seventh inning. Five walks. Four hit by pitch. And one error. Oh, no. Oh, no. So somebody stole home? They had to because of the error. I bet it was an overthrow. No, it was, uh, an, out, it was an outfield fly. It was a two-out fly ball to center, and it was dropped. Oh, no. No. How terrible. (laughs) So it was, the seventh inning was a walk, a walk, a pop-out. A walk, a strikeout. Now we got two outs. A walk, a fielding error, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, a wild pitch where the run scores. Another walk, and then finally a strikeout. Oh, no. Seven runs. Dude. <laughs> How did the pitcher stay in after hitting? Like, normally was, they yank him after the first one. It was the bullpen. I mean, this continued even as they changed pitchers, and I don't know how many they used. What? I really don't know. What? How? 
Oh, I just all of those how. people, all of those people, every <laughs> single one of them is, is is no longer in double A ball. I would be dying laughing <laughs> at this. Uh, I would I would be instantaneously a uh, lookout fan at that point. Oh, absolutely! Uh, just because, yeah, absolutely. keep that going. That's yeah. that's great. That sounds a lot like our softball team. It does. Sort of. <laughs> only a couple errors but boy the rest of the inning was ugly absolutely ugly <clears throat> sounds about that's, that's a solid victory in in the b church world yes sir i'll take them anywhere we get them baby uh maybe i should lean into a couple of slow pitches this year yeah maybe see if i can get us get us a run going yeah. see if i can get us a get us a streak going <laughs> Take a couple in the shoulder and <laughs> Ron Santo, my guy. Dude, listen, I saw a video. Speaking of uh, baseball, I saw a video the other day. I almost sent it to you. I probably should have. Um, dude took a fastball right to the corner of the chin. Like he tried to suck away from it. Yeah. Like he saw it coming and tried to turn his head, like put the helmet yeah. down. Right. He wasn't quick enough. It caught him right in the jaw, right in the corner of the chin, right there. And you watched. They played the slow-mo. Oh. You could see the separation in his jaw. Like, his bottom jaw was over here. Oh, Like, two inches. Goodness. Like, and it, it went blah and snapped back. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's, like, instantly, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross. But he watched it seven more times. I did. <laughs> I did. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yep. Um, still not as good as watching a, a bird explode uh, on a pitch. It's my favorite. My every, favorite. I just too. sit and watch it. I play it again and mm-hmm. again and again every time it shows up. All right. Um, I'm trying to decide which one of these fun facts to go with. Oh, hit me. Um, what is this one? This one says, um, okay, yeah, I'll do this one. All right. So. Uh, a hummingbird's brain makes up 4.2% of its body weight. By comparison, human brains make up about 2% of body weight. Hummingbirds also have superb memories, and they can recognize humans and remember the, their migration routes and every flower they have ever visited. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that crazy? Think about it. if you translate this to a human being, if our brains made up 4% of our body weight. Oh, yeah. We'd be able to remember every place we went to. <laughs> I feel sorry for hummingbirds now. <laughs> Interesting fact, I thought. I like that. I'm just now I'm curious. Okay. That's well, you know how you see like videos of every once in a while of somebody who's like, you know, got their hummingbirds to where they'll come and sit on their hand and right. drink out of the right. little cup. Right. If you think about that, like with what we just learned, hummingbirds have an incredible memory. Eventually they, it, they get to know you and they, they remember that I went there and lit on this guy's hand and drank out of the little cup mm-hmm. and I didn't die and he didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so he's nice. And so I can go hang out with him. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like crows in their memory. Oh, yeah. 
Do you remember the news article we had from way, 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 way back about about the the dude who trained a whole flock of crows? Yes, like unintentionally. And they kept bringing him stuff. They kept bringing him stuff, and they would attack people who got too close to his house. Yeah, like people trying to come visit him, walking up a sidewalk, and they're just getting dive bombed by crows. Like how cool is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's my watch crow. Yeah. Now what I want to do is I want to introduce a goose to that and see who wins. Oh. I almost ran over a goose today. Almost? Yeah. It didn't it didn't want to move out of the way and it sucked its butt in right at the last moment. Oh, did it? I say, try harder. Yeah, well. Come come out to the pond. <laughs> I'm shocked that he doesn't have more geese out there. Oh. Somebody I, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, how do you not? Sometimes there are many, many, many geese. Out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen them. Not at, no, not at your house. Oh, my house. I'm, I'm oh, saying across the street from my house. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised there aren't. I two. have no idea. I've only seen maybe one goose there ever. Yeah. yeah. Don't get it. Because they're all in my house. <laughs> Take your geese back. <laughs> they like your trash better. Um, <laughs> all right. those. Never mind. Well, Shut there's up. there's there's plenty of uh, of uh, I've seen. What have I seen there? I've seen kingfishers uh-huh. there. I've seen. Um, Egret, heron, heron, yeah, blue heron, uh, and lots and lots and lots of buzzards around there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many buzzards around my house all the time. <laughs> There's just dead animals randomly on the road because we live out in the middle of nowhere. Always squirrels and possums and coons. Oh and yeah, everywhere. I'm surprised there were buzzards flying around where I live. All those old people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, that's actually a really funny joke. <laughs> the more I thought about it, I'm like, that's really funny. Uh, okay. Well, uh, this concludes. Do you have any more fun facts? No. All right. That's it for fun facts. All right. All right. So meat and taters time. We're doing so good. Look at us go. 34 minutes in. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so what do you want to talk about? Well, I, I I asked before we started recording, yeah. and you were like, eh, "I kind of sort of know." And I'm like, "Is this one of those where you're just going to decide, and I'll have to play catch up and figure out what we're talking about as we go?" Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, here we go." Well, I've been because I was sort of scouting about for things. Okay. Um, just and, and things were catching my eye. Um, so let's let's start with the the one <laughs> C.S. Lewis. Start with a little C.S. Lewis. <clears throat> Love me some C.S. Lewis. This is a quote from him. Okay. He didn't deliver it to me personally. He wrote it down, and then I read it many years later. He didn't go all Jacob Marley on you? No, he did not. (laughs) These are the chains you forged in your lifetime. (laughs) Oh, boy. Chain, chain, (laughs) chain. Is there a problem? Hey. <laughs> and these are the chains. <laughs> I just want you to know. Y'all can't see me, but I'm waving the, the cord of my headphones it's around really acting, like, like, a little acting chain. like Jacob Marlin. Okay, I got it. I got it. Every time I would go through a roundabout, oh, gosh. I would sing roundabout. Uh-huh. It happened a lot when Paul was riding in the car. Today? No, previously. Oh, okay. 
I would be, you know, like taking him home or, you know, something and we'd go through the roundabout 529 and 98 and I would start singing and he would shake his head. And I said, it's probably your fault. Now I've, I've gone through roundabouts frequently without him in the car. If you live in a part of the country and you're listening to this and you don't know what a roundabout is, it's where stupid people decide to put a chunk of land in the middle of the road that you have to drive around. A traffic circle, some people call it. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing to ever hit the existence of mankind. Yeah. Although I am pretty proud of Marion County residents figuring 529-98 out. I was afraid that that was just going to be a a mess. They've kind of gotten used to it. Well, the farmers... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the farmers have, uh, yeah, I know, I know someone personally mm-hmm. who is a farmer mm-hmm. around that area mm-hmm. who has, uh, single handedly cost the County probably quite a bit of money in street signs. Yeah. Cause, uh, when you drive, try to drive a combine through that traffic circle, <laughs> it's not wide enough, is it? It's not. <laughs> and the only way to access certain fields is to drive it through there. Yeah. So, hey, there go the signs. We tried to have this conversation before y'all did it. That's amazing. That was what I said. That's what I heard. Yeah. There were several meetings with local farmers. And they said, beforehand, and they said, if you're going to do this, you have to make access for these farm equipment. And they didn't. (laughs) Paying the price. Yep. Paying the price. Well, you know. The Department of Commerce will be immediately withdrawing money every time one of these guys hits a sign. Uh huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyways, your combines are listening. Anyway, I had none. <laughs> combine wasn't the combine last month? Oh, Lord. Because the draft's coming up like in two or three weeks. Combine. So I thought that was the. Uh, I thought that was the. Uh, the draft. No the combine, and then the draft. No, in, that's not what I, No, what am I thinking of? The All Star Game. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> the same fourth, as the combine. Fourth of July, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I was trying to make no, a dumb no, joke. It, but I, Westminster Dolphin <laughs> Show. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so I hadn't done this. I'd gone through roundabouts. There wasn't, it didn't even pop in my head. Yep. Today I was driving with Mr. Paul. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul. And we went through that roundabout. And immediately it was in my head and I sang it. And Paul looked at me with this, oh, are we still doing this? And I had to explain to him that it only happened now when he was in the car. So it's his fault that I do this. I have in my brain neuropathically combined roundabouts and Paul. A Paul about. It's a Paul about. It's a round a horde. <coughs> Oh, your your microphone is screaming at you. It does not even touch anything, and it's wibbling. It's wobbling. Sorry. Wibbling and wobbling. Wibble wobble. So there you go. That's just a fun fact there. Okay, Mr. C.S. Lewis. (laughs) Wow. Paul and I spent two hours in the car today going to downtown Columbus and back. We talked the entire time. I don't think there was a dead spot. We have sucked all the air. Interesting. Down 315 and all the way up. Just having fun. Just goofing. Just being totally silly. Good. It was fun. How is it that people who are quite obviously eaten up with pride mm-hmm. can say they believe in God and appear to themselves 
very religious. I am afraid, says C.S. Lewis, it means they are worshiping an imaginary God. I suppose it was one of those people Christ was thinking when he said that some would preach about him and cast out devils in his name, only to be told at the end of the world that he had never known them. I agree with okay. Mr. C.S. Lewis. We got that completely taken care of <laughs> in one shot. It's, um, well, you have a statement like that that's so utterly complete. Yes. It doesn't need any more expounding than what he said. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. That is exactly 100% fact. The idea of worshiping an imaginary God, a God of our own making in our head sure i mean and, and it it goes right along with this other thing that occurred to me while i was jotting things down in the last few days um we have no power we of ourselves have no power anything that we do is a result of the power of god through us when we are simply in agreement with him yeah. I do not heal. I do not speak in tongues. Those things are accomplished simply because God wants them accomplished. And I agreed at that moment to M do that. Might I posit to you this? Yes. The pitcher or vase or vessel does not pour out the wine into the cup. It is the hand of the one holding it, directing the wine yeah. out of the vessel. Yeah. And directing it too. The vessel in and of itself has no ability to control the inflow and or the infilling or the emptying of the contents. Mm -hmm. It is the one who holds it and directs it. Mm -hmm. I just came up with that all on my own. That is just really now. good. That is really good. I didn't hear that from anybody. It's not something I remembered. I just, just, it just now came into my mind. Just now. Mm. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. I'm pretty happy. That's like a t-shirt worthy quote. That is. Sounds like some old school Confucius stuff. I'm so smart. Old <laughs> Confucius. Yes. Is he a contemporary of Chuck Smith? See, if you say it like this, consider a vessel. The vessel of its own accord has no ability to control the infilling or the emptying of its contents. It is but the hand of the one holding and directing the vessel that is in charge of the infilling and or outpouring. See? Sounds really, really, really philo it philosophical does. It does. and smart. You, you really sort of elevated that. <laughs> See... Everybody thinks I'm just dumb redneck. No, not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. But occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of those people you were talking about earlier about being full of pride. <laughs> the other more I am. Just kidding. Uh, introduce me to your imaginary god. <laughs> His name Bubba. 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 There you go. Oh, hail Bubba. Now. Here's the second thing. Okay. Okay. Not connected necessarily. Okay. 
Um, and I pulled this off of, of, of um, Salt and Light on Facebook, which is a, a page on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I would encourage folks to go take a look at it. Is it good stuff? Pretty, usually pretty good stuff. Okay. And this is a quote from Matthew Henry. Okay. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. If we think to put a cheat upon God by a counterfeit repentance and a fraudulent surrender of ourselves to him, we shall prove in the end to have put a fatal cheat upon our own souls. I was struck in that with the counterfeit repentance and a fraudulent surrender of ourselves. Oh, yeah. A lot of background. Oh, that's the computer fan. Sorry, folks. You can yeah. hear the computer fan. That's because we so hot. It's trying to stay cool. <laughs> oh, fraudulent surrender. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing about that is that only... There's no... Mm. Go ahead. Uh... The only person who can make that determination is God. Yes. Because only he knows the heart, right? Right. Only he knows if you really surrendered or not. Yeah. But boy, we like to make decisions, don't we? And determinations oh, about people. love to. About how we do it and how they do it. Well, just the, that whole idea right oh, there. Right. Church folk love to sit around. Oh, and yes. talk about that. Yeah. Well, I don't think they really meant it. I don't think they really, they didn't really give it up. Because they went back to it. Or, uh, <laughs> it almost like, uh, it seems to me that somewhere in scripture there was, I could be way off, but it seems to me that somewhere there was people casting lots or making bets mm -hmm. on what or would not happen. Mm -hmm. Church folk do that a lot. They sit around and be like, wonder how long it's going to be. Anybody want to take bets? I've actually done that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, sometimes there is enough outward evidence that uh -huh. you can make a pretty fair determination that of what's happening. Right. There's enough outward evidence of the inward action that you can go, eh, Make an educated guess that this is what's going on. Okay. Why you turn your head funny? And then do what about it? Because that's where church folk uh, get all funkified. Yeah. They get all and, boozy and then, about yeah, this. And, and then do what about it? Right. 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 Do you, do you A, sit and go, see, told you, right? Mm -hmm. Or sit and elbow with your buddy about, look, see, told you, look, it's about to go down right here. Five, four, three, two, one, boom, right? Mm. Or do you go, hey, 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 guy, listen, I'm seeing a lot of warning signs. Are you okay? Are you aware of what this, like, look, I have looked at people, and this is the honest guy's truth. I have stood in front of people and went, listen, I'm not making accusations. I'm not coming at you sideways. I am extremely worried about mm -hmm. the things that I am seeing. Mm -hmm. In your life, mm -hmm. what is going on? Yeah. 
folks, I, I'll just say it like this. If you don't have the stones or the overatic fortitude. Overatic. Ovarian? Is that where you're headed? Yeah. Okay. He was trying to be inclusive. I was. If you do not have the intestinal fortitude mm-hmm. to go to someone, to their face, in their face, and go, hey, listen, I'm really concerned about you because I see all these outward signs that would suggest that there is an inward thing that is going on. Mm-hmm. How can I help? Right. If you don't have the intestinal fortitude to go through with that part of it, you should probably keep your mouth shut yes. about the outside part of it. Right. You can make an observation and say, it's not a judgment, it's an observation. Mm-hmm. But boy, observations have a tendency to take place in the judgment seat. Absolutely. And that's where we love to sit. Some people. I don't. I, I, no. I just, mm. A couple of things. Now that we're here. Sorry, I, I had to go poking things. Yeah, I know. My bad. Why, why? Why are you worried about poking things? Well, you know. That's kind of your job. <laughs> um, you cannot just walk up to someone and say that, can you? No, no, you, you need to absolutely have a relationship with them first. Wow. If you do not have a personal relationship with someone, I would not recommend that unless you know for 100% or at least really, really, really believe that God told you to, yeah. then you probably shouldn't have that conversation. Right. And, and you hit the other part of that is God needs to be telling you to do that because if you're going to do it on your own, you're going to wind up hurting people. We had this discussion one night in our connect group. Um, about the little body of Christ that we are on, in each connect group on Wednesday sure, nights. Sure, sure, it's sure. called a connect group. It's a small group yeah. um, of people that get together every Wednesday night. Yep. And we go over a Bible study. Uh-huh. And hmm, we got to talking about this because people have been hurt by people saying things to or about them. Now, about, we can deal with very quickly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, just don't. Right. But the thing too is, is you can't just, I can't, I can't just walk up to anybody and say, Hey, what are you doing? I have to have a relationship with them in order for that to even begin to be potentially received by them. Mm-hmm. So do I have relations, a multitude of relationships in the body of Christ where we can do that with each other? Not for each other, not to each other, not at each other. Sure. And it's not just me coming to you. It's you coming to me as well. It's we're in this together. Right. And and not in a... Uh, it's what's well, a relationship that comes out of love. I mean, honest, godly love. Yes. Sorry for the noise. I was cleaning my knife blade while we were talking. Oh, that's okay. Um, I was afraid he was going to gut me. No. Um, it's an adult fidget spinner. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, in a situation where you don't have a relationship with someone like that, but you observe something that is concerning, mm-hmm. and you go, hmm, that's setting some warning bells off. It would seem as though something is going on. Mm-hmm. 
I do not have a relationship with said person. Because let's be honest, yeah. once your church gets to a certain extent, it's hard to have close, intimate, intimate relationships with everybody. Or instamatic relationships. <laughs> that was making, old. Stop making fun of me. Um, <laughs> I went by the flash cube today in downtown Columbus. So, uh, so in those instances, you usually know someone who does. Yes. And so, ergo, if I see somebody from, since I know he may or may not listen nowadays, if, if, if Mr. Matt, mm-hmm. not Coach Matt, other Matt, mm-hmm. uh, Broom Matt, mm-hmm. <laughs> Broom and Dustpan Matt. <laughs> um, if if I notice something in Matt, if I see observe some behavior or some warning bell signs that make me say, I think something may be going on inside of Matt. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to come to you as the facilitator of his small group and say, Hey. Here's some things that I observed. Mm-hmm. I don't really know him well enough to have that conversation, mm-hmm. to ask that question, but you do. Mm-hmm. So just to let you know, I observed some things that are concerning. Uh-huh. You may want to have a conversation with him. How about even better? Let's go have a conversation. Because I may not see what? or know Now, hold on. Now, together. see, you, you can't be dragging other people into the... You cannot expect other people to go love people that are your people. Oh, my golly, Miss Agnes. Yeah, buddy. Went ahead and ripped the top off of that can, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> I lied. Folks, Our... I led him right into it. I walked. He thought I was serious for a half a second. I did. I went. What? <laughs> the, no, the look no, on his no, face. No, no. Yes. Yes. The better option would be to say, uh, okay, cool. You want to go get coffee with him and have a talk? Yeah. You want to go love on him? Yeah. Right? You want to, would you like to get to know him? Yeah. God forbid? Would you like to build a relationship with someone? I, God forbid? And I force that on people. I really do. <gasps> do you? I do. <laughs> I really do. I, I don't a lot, but you know. Well, when it's, when I know. But I'm not old yet. Once I get old, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. Well, I have to realize that I'm not going to be here forever. So I have to get relationships with all the people younger than me. <laughs> so that when I go, we don't have a bunch of, you know, loose threads out there. <laughs> bunch, bunch of wandering people just walking we're, the halls of the church on Wednesday night. What do we do? Our group leader's not here. We don't know he, what to do. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> I, I should be entirely replaceable. And I am. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Know. No, I'm, I've put my fist in a bucket full of water before. Just so you know. What? Have you never heard that? I didn't understand that reference in any I way, shape, or form. my fist into a bucket of water. So have I. Uh-huh. And, 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 and now you've got your fist down there. Okay? When you pull your fist out of the bucket of water, what does the water look like? The same as it was before you put your fist in there. So so you don't have any effect on that bucket of water, you know? Obviously, you're not hitting the bucket of water hard enough. Oh, my goodness. It's all about brute strength and power with you, isn't it? I mean, usually. You, you pull it. <laughs> Kangaroos next to Columbus. Um, Flash your lights and honk your horns, folks. Yes. Um, when, when you pull your fist out, it doesn't leave a hole in the water where your fist was. Correct. Yeah. 
so yeah, the better option is to um, just uh, go ahead and build relationships with people. Yes. Uh, so that if God wants to use you in their in their life, you can be used in any way. Shape, That's or called making yourself available. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a, a a situation, and I'll talk with you about this later because I've already talked with a couple of people. But there is someone uh, within our church who has a significant need that requires uh, physical effort and completeness and moving and lifting and doing. Yep. Um, I can't, and I have, I have been offering help and doing some things to help alleviate this problem, but I cannot do it all myself. Sure. And it's now at a place where we're going to have to get a group of people together in order to help, to help solve this. Okay. So, I know I can't, so I've got to start going to people and going, okay, when can we all get together and attack this thing? Yep. So that's, I mean, it's pretty, that, that, that's what it is. Yeah. I know I can't do it myself, so I am going to encourage other people to come, try to get other people to come with me to do this. Yeah. Just like spiritually, sometimes there are things I'm not equipped to deal with. Oh, boy. There have been more than one occasion when there's something going on, and I go I go to Chris, and I go, I don't know what this is. You need to help talk to me. Talk to me now. <laughs> I had Indian. For, oh, I got a story to tell you later. There was, too about that. Mm-hmm. there, uh, there was, uh, I'm going to pick on you for a second. There was, um, there was a point when you and I were first beginning to build our friendship and we were working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we kind of already had a relationship because of worship team and all that stuff, but it, we really built our relationship right. working together. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> um, the the amount of conversation that was spent discussing the Holy Spirit. For those of you who don't understand, uh, Wilson yeah. primarily grew up in a non instrumental no in no a, in an in instrumental, instrumental. Sorry, you are the heathen group. Um, yeah. uh, it was Ken that was in the non instrumental. Right? right, he's okay. pure. I'm yeah, not. He, right. Um, you're the you're the twice removed step cousin. Um, <laughs> So no, Mike uh, grew up in the Church of Christ, mm-hmm. um, and the, and they are very much. They do not believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. They do not believe in the working of the Holy Spirit in any form other than helping you understand Scripture. That's pretty. That's a fair way to put it. Um, it's not a complete cessation of miracles, but it's doggone close. Okay. Well, that's not how God works anymore. Sure. That was, that that was makes for the first, me uncomfortable. That was for the first century church, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we were we, we had lots of conversations because I grew up and was saved in a old school <laughs> Cleveland, Tennessee, Holiness Church of God Pentecostal church, where it's all about the Holy Spirit. Yes. That is the, the, the most important thing. And so, interestingly enough, you and I come from complete opposite ends of the pendulum swing, and we've somehow found ourselves in the center. Isn't it great? Um, That's what God does. Anyway. Yes. You were talking about this idea of building relationships with people and about how... um, Oh, I thought you were going to expound on that for a little bit. No. There's no need. Okay. Uh, Well, I don't think there's. If you want me to, I can. (laughs) But uh, I don't Ask think it, I don't think anybody wants me to go on a twenty minute diatribe about that. Um, but 
I got the I, I had an interesting conversation or an opportunity over the weekend. Um, so, uh, my son got to go spend the night. Well, it's funny because he went to go have a play date at a friend from school. Right mm-hmm. now, if y'all know my wife and I, uh, when it comes to allowing our children oh. to go somewhere without us particularly mama bear is incredibly protective i don't you know if 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 she doesn't know this person doesn't know anything about them i'm not going to let my kids go there blah blah blah, right so this kid has been texting through his mom's phone for months texting my wife can Jacob come over? Can Jacob come over? Can Jacob come over? Now, this is a kid who doesn't go to our church. He only knows him from school. Played with the, on his basketball team, goes to school with him. He's developed a really good friendship mm. with my son. And so, uh, anyway, over the weekend, uh, Friday, uh, my wife texted me and said, Hey, um, this kid's really persistent. <laughs> Um, do you care if Jacob goes over and, and, you know, has, goes over for a couple hours for a play date? Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, he's got chores to do in the morning because they were on spring break. Right. And they didn't have anything to do that day. Well, he didn't have anything to do that day. And so I said, he's got to get stuff done in the morning and then he can go over and play. Cool. So he got his stuff done and he went over and she was texting me throughout the day about how this kid's mom was routinely throughout the day texting her about how thankful she was for us allowing our son to go to her house. Interesting. Because he's such a gentleman and he has such good manners and he is so well behaved and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, what kids is who she talking about? (laughs) 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 Um, and so anyway, uh, when I, I got home from work and, uh, you know, coming along pretty late in the evening and it's like, you know, about time to go get him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course I knew at some point he was going to be asking, can he spend the night? Right. Sure. And so, <laughs> uh, I had previously been prepared to say no. Cause I figured mom would say no. Right. Oh, although, funny. although I am, uh, I'm one. I'm. We're like polar opposites. Right. I'll throw my kids to the wolves, right? Just because I know that I have the ability to step in and snatch them back out if I right. want to. Right. Um, anyhow, she is ultra protective. Um, just fair warning for anybody out there: she'll kill you. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, we we had discussed with the mother. She actually asked us, "Hey, um, I really, really don't mind. I actually enjoy your son a lot. I would, I would." 100% like be okay if he spent the night right and I'm like it's kind of weird because this lady's like you're like just going on and on about how amazing my son is and I'm mm-hmm. thinking he's not that good of a kid like yeah. I mean he's a good kid but I'm like what is he doing over there he's yeah. got her under a spell or something <laughs> he's a charmer I don't know and where so he got that we talked to her texted back and forth or whatever and I thought you know what let's give him a shot let's let him spend the night so we surprised him with it. We showed up as if we were picking him up 
said, oh, hey, I for, forgot a bag out in the car. Go grab it. And so he goes out of the car, and it's a bag of his clothes his so he can spend the night. Um, so he's pretty excited about that. But in the course of doing that, uh, we ended up standing in this woman's living room and just having a really incredible conversation that stemmed from my son because she was discussing how good my kid was. And I'm thinking, and I flat out told her, I was like, only at your house because he ain't good at home, right? <laughs> and uh, and she was like, no, really, it's it's it speaks to, you. what did she say? She said, it speaks to you guys as parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's good. Thanks. And, uh, but we got to, that stemmed a discussion about parenting and about looking at things to the Bible and about blah, blah, blah. And now this is a woman who is a Christian who loves the Lord. She is divorced. I don't know how far removed divorced, but you can see that here's a woman who is doing everything she can as a single mom, two boys. And we got to have this incredible conversation about God, about paying parents, about all this stuff. And then we got to talking about the church. She started asking questions about church because Jacob was going on and on about playing drums at church and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's so cool that you have him playing, like like actually playing for the right. band at church. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. And uh, so we started talking about the church. And, you know, at some point in the conversation, I looked at her and I said, <laughs> I, I laughed. And she, she just kind of cocked her head. And I was like, sorry. I don't really think about this stuff right? until I start talking to someone else about it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, holy crap. The environment that I'm in is so special. And I know it sounds like I'm just bragging on my church or whatever. You should. But it's so different from the normal. Like, I don't even think about it so much anymore, but I'm so far removed I was talking to Laura on the way home from that conversation. I mean, we were there for two hours. Wow. Standing in her living room while our kids are running around us playing laser tag, running up and down the <laughs> stairs. Um, <laughs> and so, but we got to have this amazing conversation about God and about what God does. And I got to tell, because she was asking questions and I was answering questions and it was, you know, it was just one of those things where you could tell when God was dropping a seed, right? And there was the interest. I don't know how to put this. Like I saw it all on the drive home. Like, you know, you're thinking about Mm -hmm. these things or whatever. You can see everything line up and it started just with my son being there. And it was like dominoes, man. And it there's a point that I'm getting at, but and it's not. Trust me, it's not a tap. It's not a slap on my back about my son, my kids, or whatever. Mm Because everybody knows my kids. Everybody around here knows my kids. They're not that good. (laughs) Um, but there was a moment where I was talking about things in the church where I went like in my spirit, like inside mm-hmm. of me, mm-hmm. I went, wow. Mm-hmm. 
And I actually said out loud, like, I'm so close to it. It's just sort of normal. Because I was discussing things and just her face was just like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? And I'm like, to me, it's like normal. It's just how it is. It's what it, we do. It, what, right. It, and you don't think about how special freedom is. And it sounds weird to say that, but on the drive home, I was talking to Laura and I was like, you know, <laughs> if I couldn't go to our church, I don't think I'd want to go to church anywhere else. I, I don't know of anywhere that I could go. Without my head exploding. Right. I said, never mind the extremes on one end or the other, but just regular church. I couldn't right. handle it. Right. And I, this sentence came out of my mouth. Because there's so much bondage. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I really want to get Mike on here and have this conversation. Yeah. The freedom and bondage conversation. It's, it's been... Within church. Yes. It's been so talked about recently, too, in the last few weeks, that freedom to, to, to do, freedom to do what, what, what God is telling you to do. And if you fail, it's okay. Yeah, you don't find that. Well, you, you know what that comes from? Uh, to me, this is what it comes from. It comes from understanding... A covering. Your son out there is a good young man. Okay? Now, he might, you know. Yeah, sure. A He's a kid. He's a yeah. kid. But at home, he knows he can push the envelope and do whatever. Because if he fails, if he screws up, if he does something wrong, he has a covering that he trusts Yep. to, as you say, you know, Bring him back from the wolves yep. or whatever. And I watch people who, who constantly rebel against any opportunity of a covering because they want to do their own thing, whoever that, that covering might be. And they want to start determining and getting all their own stuff. And they, have to remove, they, have, they feel that they have to remove themselves from a covering in order to do that rather than staying under that covering doing what God is saying and and being in a place where you can fail. Yeah, people don't understand that like I talk about this all the time and I know it seems like we're beating a dead horse but the and people think it's an oxymoron but the freedom of submission, right? Yes. It, but but beyond that, the covering thing, right? Like mm -hmm. the protection, mm -hmm. the the mm -hmm. the idea of a covering biblically most people view as an archaic, patriarchal holding down of someone else. And, and it is so not, because you have to look at God as the first covering. Sure. And that's not who he is. Well, but beyond but, that, the, the Bible talks about being in the shadow of his wing. Yes. That's a covering. Yes. The idea that you can run around, do what all kinds of stuff. Because you know you're right there. Mm -hmm. You know you're covered. Mm -hmm. Right? You mm -hmm. know... 
in World War II, I think it's World War II. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were there. I was not. <laughs> um, Just kidding. My hips um, were too bad. They wouldn't let me in. But they no. had, that, that's where the whole trench warfare thing comes in, that's right? Kind of one. World War one. One? One. Okay. Sorry. I told you, I'm not a history person. Sorry. Um, but they could move. Oh, yeah. In those trenches. Yeah. Because they were covered. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You step up out of that trench, bing, and, and it's all bad. Yeah. And so you can't move in warfare without cover. Mm-hmm. Yes. And make no mistake, folks, we in war. If you don't understand that, I don't know what else to tell you. Go back and listen to the first part of it in the news. Oh. <laughs> um, but that's how important the covering thing is, right? right? It's right. it's about freedom of movement, freedom of action. And there are all sorts of blessings and provisions available under the covering. It's when people step out from their covering sure. that they start feeling empty and and, and, and they're striving for something that they can't get. They're blocking blessings sure. from whoever their covering is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, not only is it... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, go is, ahead. Go ahead. Not only is it... Like, the usual go-to immediate thought when you talk about a covering is, one, a submission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two... It, it seems as a negative thing as a holding in place of when in reality it's protection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But more than that, it's it's provision, mm-hmm. it's sus- sustenance, mm-hmm. sustainability, yep, um, growth. All of that stems from understanding. How to stay under a covering. Listen, if you if you plant a raspberry bush okay. or a tomato plant or whatever you want to put, okay? If you plant that too early in the year and you accidentally catch a frost. It's going to smoke your plants. Mm-hmm. They need a covering. Yes. Right? They can't grow properly. Seeds can't grow properly without a covering. Mm-hmm. This goes incredibly deep. No, I don't does. know if, if y'all understand how deep this goes. The idea of a covering, the biblical idea and understanding of a covering goes so deep so deep growth in life cannot happen without a covering Mm -hmm. all of the nutrients and sustainability goes away without a covering Mm -hmm. it's just eaten up Mm -hmm. yes it's not just about you can't go anywhere it's not just about I'm holding you down. It can be, right? If my son is going to do something or has been doing something that is not healthy for him in this stage in his life where he is under my covering, mm-hmm. it's my job to hold him down. Mm-hmm. 
and say, no, son, you can't go there. Mm -hmm. That's bad. That's not good for you. That will hurt you. Mm -hmm. That will put you somewhere you don't want to be. And until you're big enough to make your own decisions, sorry. It's my job to make that decision for you. And hopefully you will learn from that. Right. Therein lies the process. Yes, it might feel like I'm holding you down, but what I'm doing is trying to give you a space where you can learn from and grow from this thing that hurt you. You may have caused it to hurt you. You may have been the cause of that, but it's a thing that hurt you. And as you're covering, it's my job to protect you from it. That's just that in and of itself is surface level stuff. But when you go all the way down that comment I made about a seed cannot grow without covering. You can put that however you need to put it. There are (laughs) so many examples of times when I have watched myself step out from a covering and shut myself off from blessings. Real joys. There have been times when I have watched people step out from coverings and watch them start to strive and grasp and remove themselves from opportunities that were there if they had just stayed under the covering rather than striving to get stuff on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So many practical, uh, not not practical. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Real life. Euphemism? Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Allegorical, parabolic. I'll I'll say it and you tell me what it is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) If you come out from underneath the awning at the beach, Mm Mm-hmm. And spend any length of time out there before going back in, mm-hmm. you're going to get sunburned. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's almost a parable. Par- that's, that's a life lesson. That's a that's an example. That's a real world example or a parable. Okay. There's so many of those. Yeah. yeah. That apply to life. Uh huh. Right. Right. <laughs> and people. I can use that example, and I can hear it in my head already. People are like, well, what you do is put on sunscreen. That's covering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just choosing a different covering to submit to. Yeah. It accomplishes the same goal. Ergo, you don't have to be under the same covering as everyone else. Right. But you do need a covering. Yes. Whether you choose to make that covering clothing or sunscreen or a beach umbrella, mm-hmm. or a front porch. Mm-hmm. You got to have a covering, mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna get burnt. Mm-hmm. But it, I have to go through the process of getting the burn so that I can get a tan because a tan is really the thing I want. <laughs> right. So that ten years from now, people can have testimony and be sitting in church. Right. Mm. Hmm. As soon as you determine what it is you want, you will go through all kinds of pain. That doesn't necessarily have to be. Trust me. Doesn't have to go that way. Trust me. I've done this. It doesn't have to go that way. And it doesn't have to. 
doesn't have to go that way. No. I'll give you I'll give you another example. One more example, and then we can move on. One more example. I read a statement from a very intellectual person that has a lot of letters and dots after their name. Yeah. Okay. And the statement was basically this. I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact statement. But it basically said, from the age of roughly 12 to 23, 24, your children are hardwired by nature to think that you're the stupidest individual on the face of the earth and that you know nothing. And they attributed that to the fact that uh, children are hardwired to think their parents are stupid and then leave the tribe to the point where they will go risk their life out on the savannah mm-hmm. to learn all their life lessons and go join another tribe. <laughs> they were attributed to that, mm-hmm. given by nature, right? Mm-hmm. That so, to prevent inter, uh, like basically incest and intertribal marriaging. In, inbreeding. Right. Uh, within tribes, right? right? So that you could have healthy populations. Right. Right. And by and large, so, so the, the idea was from 12 to 23, your children are hardwired, hardwired was the term used by nature, mm-hmm. to think that you are the stupidest individual mm-hmm. until they turn about 25 and all of a sudden you're a genius. Yeah, you got real smart. <laughs> Right. Yep. Uh, and by and large, people understand that and they go, oh, yeah. The, anybody who's ever been all the way through that with teenagers goes, oh, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. Or, or on your own. Right. And I remember I was reading this. Right. And, and, and the statement made within that was, uh, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Right. That that's probably going to happen to some degree or another with every teenager ever existed. I think so. However, that's why it's important. This was the statement to have a healthy network of people because your children, while they think you're an idiot, will listen to someone yes. other than you yes. and other peers their own age. Right. So if you can surround that teenager with a healthy group of people who all think just like you, who will give them the same answer you would, mm-hmm. but they'll listen to them because it's not you, mm-hmm. then you're achieving something to where it doesn't have to be that way. And I read that statement and I was sitting next to my wife and I went, huh, I can see that. But I said, also, I was very thankful. Um, And again, going back to this conversation with this lady, um, because we were talking about things with kids and problems and conversations. Well, because she's, you know, she was just like, look, I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) And there's so many conversations that I don't know how to have. Right. Um, and uh, I was sharing with her some conversations that I had gotten to have with my children in the last four or five months. Mm-hmm. And she was just mind blown that my 15-year-old would come and sit on the end of my bed and have conversations with me about these mm-hmm. pretty substantial and meaningful things in their life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know when it's going to end, but I'm really thankful that it's, we're still at a place where You're we can have those it. conversations. Sure. So when I read this statement, I looked at my wife and said, huh, yeah, it really doesn't have to be that way. To some degree, it's going to happen. I get that. To some degree, I think 
all teenagers is going to happen. Yeah. You kind of want it to. Sure. There needs to be that. That was part of the conversation I had with this woman. But um, just like that statement, though, your life doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to go out on the beach and catch a sunburn to figure out that all these other people sitting under the umbrellas are smart. Right. Even though they look so boring. Right. They look like they're not having any fun at all. Yeah. And you think, why don't you go out and run around the beach and go have fun? Go jump in the water. They do. Uh Uh-huh. And then they go back under their But they have a covering while they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Very important. Very important. I hope y'all got that. (laughs) (laughs) We've covered a gambit of topics today. We certainly have. It's going to be difficult to come up with a title for this episode. Maybe we don't have to. Oh, we do. I always have to come up with a creative title. I guess in all of this, the idea. Well, that list, so many things. I know. I just want to keep going. So like I really many, just want I, to keep I going. I've got way more stuff that I could talk about. Oh, for sure. But but not now. Not tonight. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. But it will. The other. Hmm. Remember, find a, recognize who your covering is and cherish that covering. Because if you step out, you will be limiting the blessings that can come through your covering. Not from your covering, but through your covering. The blessings that God has intended for you to come through your covering. You'll, you will limit them or they'll not be available to you because you're not... Really, you're, you're trying to do it on your own. So, as, as every... Go ahead. He's got his finger in here. If... It, I'll just throw in this out here. If you listen to this and you go, Huh. Well, shoot. That sounds pretty good. I don't have a covering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? You go, okay. Well, I don't have a covering. Go get one. Mm-hmm. Right? Go find someone... To be a covering. If you find that that person sucks at being a covering, <laughs> yep, go get another one. Yep. Um, but the easiest way to do it is to say, "Hey God, ooh, I need a covering." Ooh, ooh. Uh, and you might say to yourself, well, "I don't need any sort of human covering because I've got God. God is my covering." Well, listen. That's why I said a God is the first covering. Listen. Read the Bible. The devil likes to show up as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. It's really easy for him to sound just like God. Mm -hmm. And, hey, listen, if you're one of those super spiritual heroes who's like, I can't be tricked by that. I know the voice of God. There's no way the devil could do that. Yeah, right. Okay, well, go on with your bad self. Let me know how many SPFs you need. Um, <laughs> uh, if you don't, if you, if if you are not voluntarily putting yourself under a covering, I highly suggest that you do so. Right. I would posit that you are not. Experiencing the fullness mm-hmm. of your relationship with God 
if you are not submitting yourself to a covering somewhere. I would say that there's no way you can be. And here's why I say that. Not because I'm so smart and I'm attacking you. (laughs) This is how deep it goes. I'll say this and I'll shut up. I'll leave you to think about it. No, he won't. Yeah, I will. (laughs) I am the vine, you are the branches. Right? We've talked about this a million and one times. John, what, chapter 5? I think. 15. 15. I knew there was a 5 in there somewhere. Um, I am the vine, you are the branches. Right? Mm -hmm. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? Um, You have to remain attached to the vine or else you will bear no fruit. Mm -hmm. If you bear no fruit, you'll be cut off, thrown into the fire, and burned up. Mm -hmm. Okay? Sound like fun? I don't think so. Mm -mm. Being attached to the vine, right? We, as the branches, are to remain attached to the vine. And you say, well, that sounds an awful lot like stay under the cover. Kind of. The, the branch must remain attached in place to the vine. It can't go off on its own. It has to remain attached in place to the vine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Point number one. Point number two, those branches, by the way, guess what? Need a covering. You know why? Because the birds will steal all the fruit. Mm -hmm. The animals will get in there and wreck the vines and the branches, and it'll kill them. They need a covering. Sometimes a fence is enough to be a covering. Other times you need to put a net over all those plants to keep the birds from stealing the fruit. Sometimes you may have to put some other covering on to stop the insects. Something so tiny can get into there and kill the branch and the vine, right? A covering is absolutely necessary for the fruit to grow. Now, you might have little patches of fruit that pop up without a covering and you point to them and you say, see, I don't need a covering. Look at my fruit. See, I got fruit. Yeah. But how much fruit don't you have? How much potential fruit did you have that you have completely lost and let die Mm -hmm. and fall apart because you refuse to put it under a covering? There, I said it. I told you I'm going to shut up. I started to suck air just to see if he was going to talk more. <laughs> Remember, even those parts of the vine that do not remain under the care of the, the caretaker of the vineyard, the gardener, they'll go out on their own, but they'll go wild and they will bear fruit, but it'll be wizened and small and worthless. So it will appear to have fruit, but not what is intended and not useful. That's what I was going to say. It's not useful. And it all gets stolen and eaten up by all the wild animals. Yeah, because it's just out there. Gone wild. Gone wild. All right. Here's what you do. You stay, you stay under your covering. You, you stay attached to the vine. You develop the relationships with your brothers and sisters so that you, together as a group, can allow God 
to, through you, present blessings to other people. Go find someone to bless. Love you, bye.